Okay, here we go. And we're going to make sure that... Hello, coffee lovers. JR with Third Day Coffee Seguin. And it's Friday. It's 1900 or 7 p.m. For those of you not familiar with the military time. And it is time for God Country Coffee. And tonight we have an incredible guest. Uh, first time I ever did a live interview uh, was with this gentleman. Uh, he's my brother in Christ. He's my brother in uniform. Um, and he's somewhat of a mentor. I, I, I watched him. I've l listened to a ton of his um, podcasts. Uh, I love the way he interviews people. He does real, real talk about real issues uh, that people are dealing with. And, and that's what he's just so authentic. And that's what I love about it. Um, and so uh, Richard Kaufman is my guest tonight. He's the master uh, interviewer. And I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing uh, him tonight. Uh, so a couple of things on the very bottom, you'll see Richard's, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more, Richard's uh, website. You'll also see my website underneath my name, thirddaycoffeeseguin.com. Um, please hit us up. We just roasted 40 pounds of coffee today and, uh, we've got orders going out. We've got a little bit behind because the trailer was stuck in mud from last Sunday when it rained. I think I got three and a half inches here. And so, uh, we are, we are kicking. And so, uh, if you are watching this cast, I've already seen somebody that's hit me up. Um, if you haven't given StreamYard permission, then, uh, Hey, Oscar, how you doing? Uh, I have to look at both screens and Joshua, how you doing, brother? Uh, both y'all, welcome to the show. I'm gonna bring Richard on here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna light the fires, so to speak, uh, on this popsicle stand. Hello, Richard. How are you, brother? How's everything? <laughs> doing great, brother. I'm so excited about having you on tonight. Uh, I you know I got really interested in in uh learning about getting my story out, um, you know, with Justin Charpentier and his group and stuff like that. And then, and then I got invited to, to be on your show and, uh, and it just kind of changes, it, you know, it got the wheels clicking and I started saying, man, you know, I need to do something more to get my, to get our mission out, you know, and, and fortunately you and I have, have the same mission in, in two different avenues, but we basically, are out for the same thing, you know, we're out to help people. And, uh, and that's all a God thing it has nothing to do with me. Uh, so again, if you're watching and our volume is good, uh, just drop something in the comments so that we know. Uh, and, uh, and then if you have any questions, I'll try to stay up with the, uh, with the comments. Um, again, if you haven't given StreamYard your permission, I'll, I I'll still see your, your, um, comment i just won't know who it's coming from and so i've got two screens up the other screen is actually facebook so i can try to stay on top of that but but i can't promise so anyway without further ado i'm gonna let my brother introduce himself uh and then we're gonna get into whatever it is we're gonna get into tonight so richard would tell us a little bit about you tell us where you were born and raised and what branch of service and okay and what led you to join in the military my name is richard kaufman i'm also known as the comeback coach and you are way too kind. Um, and I'm just grateful that for our friendship, you make coffee, I drink coffee. What a perfect relationship. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, uh, very, very troubled youth, uh, 
was an alcoholic by the age of 13, uh, joined the military. It was either pretty much it was either go to the military or go to jail because I had I had no uh, nothing going on in my life. So I, I was walking by a recruiting station and I seen they had these tapes and videos of tanks jumping over ravines. And I was like, I'd like to do that. So I walked in, I signed up with, um, I guess back then it was called a delayed entry program. And um, I signed up when I was 17 and I shipped when I was 18. And I was in for two and a half years the first time until Uncle Sam decided he didn't want me as a nephew anymore and booted me out for being a drug addict and an alcoholic. That's uh. <clears throat> That's pretty intense, you know, for a very short period of time. Uh, and, and I've heard of stories uh, of people that, uh, that it was either the military or, or other things that were not attractive at all. Uh, but I think you, the first time you and I spoke, it was probably the first time I've actually spoken to somebody uh, who had to make that choice. You know, I mean, like literally you knew that if you didn't go to the military, you were going to jail. Well, unfortunately, when I joined the military, I did both. I, I joined the military and went into, went into a military jail for a little while, too. <laughs> so I kind of ended up there, but not as bad as I could have ended up. Well, at least you were safe in that jail, you know, somewhat. Yeah. So. Um, before we go any further, I want to make a note. Uh, if you notice that both uh, Richard and myself have very unique uh, baseball hats on the day, uh, they have a patch, and uh, his says the comeback coach, and mine says pray. And uh, these are both made by Southpaw Laser Concepts. Um, the website for that is, I'll put it up in the comments in a minute. It's getsouthpaw.com. And uh, that's our good friend and our, and our brother and our Texas brother, J.D. Tierney. Uh, I was actually on a call with him this morning. He makes incredible uh, hats. Uh, I didn't, I gave him all kinds of leadway to make my hat and this is what he came up with. And, uh, I've had so many people ask me about it and, and, uh, I've actually had to get some more from him, you know, to, to hand out his gifts. Um, uh, and, uh, let me, while we're thinking about that, I'm going to put his thing in the, um, in the thing and then let's talk about some stuff. Let's see, get southpaw.com. Okay. All right. So Richard, let's, um, let's talk about, I know you, you did a lot of, uh, how much time did you do in the military total? Uh, well, I got, like I said, I did two and a half years and then got booted out, um, joined back again, <clears throat> but this time I joined the national guard, um, almost got booted out a second time. Yes. I said twice. Um, uh, but God intervened on uh, the morning of 9-11 and um, set me straight. So I did a total of between National Guard time and regular Army time, about 23, 24 years. So and anybody who I, I know, people, there's a lot of people that don't know you that are on, on my group. Uh, but uh, you basically struggled with drugs and alcohol for many years. Yeah. Uh, almost lost your life. Almost uh, people almost came after you and killed you. Uh, all kinds of craziness. Got kicked out of the military. Got back in. Got out. Got back in. Um, let's just, for the sake of argument, say that it was pretty rough for you. 
uh, you were pretty much running from God for a long time. Well, um, I'm not a big Grant Cardone guy, but <clears throat> I bought a book of his a couple years ago. A couple years ago, called uh, 10x. And the only thing I got out of the book really was um, that once you start owning up to everything is your fault, and you stop blaming others, is when you start really becoming free. So whatever happened to me in the past, I was all at fault, no matter what the situation was, and I take you know complete ownership of that. But eventually, you know, God will humble you. <laughs> eventually, and He really humbled me on the morning of uh, September eleventh, two thousand and one. So. Um I want to really get into that because that, I think that's really important with with our mission and what we want. Um, and, you know, I always try to start this show with with thanking God for everything he's done in my business. Uh, if if I didn't put God way out in front of my business, third day coffee for Dean would not exist right now. Uh, and it certainly wouldn't be, you know, expanding the way it is. That is all God. All the people that have come into my life, that is all God. I didn't do that on my own. So I always first and foremost give God all the glory. On that note, at what point in your life, at what point from the time you became an alcoholic at 13 until 9-11, was there a point in there uh, where, where you, for me personally, I came to a point where I realized that I had no hope. I had zero hope of trying to fix things on my own, trying to do things on my own. And at that moment, that's when I realized the only hope I had was to fully surrender to Christ. So did you have a moment like that where you had to realize I got to give it all to him? Uh, uh, well, I, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, the, f the first time I ever thought about God, I was like eight years old. Now, where we live, we live by uh, some of you guys know as the giant stadium. And um, years ago, there was a big Jimmy Swaggart event. And my parents took me there. So that was the first time I really, you know, thought about God. Um, and then we moved down south for a little while. We went to church a lot. So, you know, I, God was always in the, the back of my thoughts. I've always had, I, I think I've always had a relationship with him. But it's, you know, they say that if if you don't feel close to God, you're the one that moved. Because he, he's always there. So, you know. So I think it was, I mean, one time when I was in the military and I got busted and I had like 45 days extra duty, 45 days restriction. It was a field grade article 15. Um, I started really getting into reading the Bible and praying and listening to Christian music. But as soon as those 45 days ended, I went back into being a heathen again. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, being totally honest with you. Uh, but I think it wasn't until uh, the morning of 9-11 that I really started thinking, you know, thinking, you know, all right, God, you know, there is a God and, and I'm not him. So but I, I haven't really started really getting back to Christ probably for, for the last maybe the last year, year and a half. I've been starting to. Um, once, once my father, I think once I, my father got um, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I think that's what I st started thinking about, you know, life, eternity and stuff like that. 
so it's been about probably about a year. I've been really, really thinking about it, you know, and really saying, Lord, you know, just come back into my life and and teach me the way you, you know, what you want me to be. And I know I, I you know I fail him on a daily or sometimes an hourly basis, but you know, I'm still trying and and I know that I'm forgiven. Oh yeah, that's all of us, brother. I mean, I I fail him just what sometimes it seems like continually. You know, I just, I, it just feels like, like there's some days where, you know, I start out every morning with gratitude. I give him thanks and I, and I thank him for everything he's doing in my life. And I'm grateful for that. But then something happens and I, you know, I lose my temper or whatever, or, you know, and then like a couple, and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, God, you know, I, I know I can do this. I don't, I don't need to be acting stupid. And then like a couple hours later, you know, I'll lose my tongue and, and I'm like, man, what is wrong with me, you know? And so, uh, but, you know, Paul talks about that in Romans. He talks about the nature uh, of two people. And, you know, he's talking about, you know, why do I do the things that I hate and not do the things that I know I should be doing? And uh, I think a lot of it is kind of like that old saying, you know, that there's two, two wolves, one on each shoulder, and the one that's going to take over is the one you feed the most. Ooh, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like you really have to be cognizant of, you know, what you watch, you know, what you read, you know, who you're around, the negativity. So, you know, it's a lot of different things that you have to really start thinking about. Because if you notice, like a lot of times, if, like me, if I, I used to listen to a lot of hip hop and rap music, once you start going, getting into the car, you start listening to it, you, you start thinking, you know, maybe it's not right for me to be listening to this right now, you know? Especially while you're driving. <laughs> yeah, especially in New Jersey. Well, I don't have that problem anymore since I can't drive because I'm blind, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't get all. You know, I used to listen to a lot of Nickelback and stuff when I was running and all that, and that that kind of music kind of gets you all wired up and wanting to hit somebody, you know. And and then while you're driving a you know a four thousand pound vehicle, it doesn't help anything. So. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I had a friend of mine one time, it was hilarious. We were talking about this thing and uh, we were talking about road rage and all that. And she's like, wait, Jesus is in the car with me. And nobody told me that. I was, you know, she was joking, but, you know, pretty funny when you think about it that yeah. way. Um, so you, you did your deal with the military. Um, and and I, one, one other thing I just want to talk to you about, you know, when my dad passed away in 2016, that's pretty much when I realized that I really hadn't surrendered my life to Christ. I was still living for Jr. and uh, and that's when I realized that that I needed something way more than I could ever provide. Uh, and so I I can totally relate. You know, to I, I ran all my life. You know, I'm I'm uh, gonna turn fifty uh, next month, and it wasn't until 2016. You know. Um, that I, that I completely realized, wow, man, you're a mess. And, uh, there's, a, there's not but one person on the entire universe that can help you. And so, uh, you know, just take comfort in that, man. God, you know, it's never too late. And I, man, I, everybody listening, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It is never too late to ask God to, to come into your heart and, to, and just to rescue you. Uh, so l let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today. Uh, cause 
I think you have just such a huge platform and a huge mission, man. Let's talk about what you're doing today. Uh, what I'm doing today, um, besides hanging out with the legend, JR, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just trying to provide hope to people and to let people know that, you know, that if I, if this guy can make it, anybody can make it. And just trying to get into people's ears that you don't have to be the same person tonight before you go to bed as the same person that woke up this morning. You can make the decision to change as you're listening to this. That's why my thing is today I decide. Because once you make a decision, all you have to do is execute after that. And the hardest part is making the decision. So if you if you don't want to be an alcoholic, you don't have to be an alcoholic. If you don't want to be an abuser, you don't have to be an abuser. If you don't, you know, if you want to be a great husband, you have that chance to be a great husband. All you got to do is make that decision and then just execute. Execution is not that hard. It's just making a decision and making the plan. You know, it's kind of like when they dropped the bomb on uh, uh, Nagasaki. The hardest thing that the president struggled with was making that decision. You know, so the hardest part, I think, of any anything is making a decision. And then if you make a decision, all you just have to do is execute it. Find people that you you respect and, ha and have them mentor you. And, you know, you can change anything you want to change. You don't have to be the same person tonight before you go to bed, the same person you woke up at. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, that's really, really sound advice. But you know what helps, Richard, is people like you uh, that are there to not just um, not just somebody makes a decision and you're there to help them. You're there every day if you need to be, uh, as a lot of us are, right? We're, we're all in this to help each other. Uh, I always hate the thing which says, well, I'm, I don't want a handout. Well, I'm not giving you a handout. I'm giving you a hand up. Yeah. And, and, you know, regardless of what that pertains to, whether it's, you you know, you need grit or you need uh, somebody to talk to, you know, we're all out there to give each other a hand up because that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, well, like I had a guy, you know, a friend of mine called me last night feeling down in the dumps. What does it cost to sit on the phone with somebody for a half hour? And maybe and a lot of 80 percent of the time. People just need somebody to listen to them. Not to solve their problems, not to tell them what to do, but sometimes they just need somebody to listen to them. And that's where I come in. That's what I'm best at is, you know, being able to just listen and let the person open up. And a lot of times they'll like when I talk to people, especially on podcasts or whatever, um, I'll get we'll get deep. Like I go real deep. Um, I, I, I consider myself the veteran Oprah. Uh, I like to go deep. But, you know, but a lot of people will answer their own questions. If you just listen long enough, they'll answer their own question. That's uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm not ever going to forget that. You're like the veteran Oprah. I am never going to forget that. And uh, <laughs> that may follow you for a while. Uh, but you know what? It, it, it really I've listened to a lot of your shows um, and and I, I encourage people uh, if, if you're watching this, you know, you can see Richard's uh, website here floating across the bottom. Uh, man, listen to some of his stuff. Uh, you know, 
sometimes it's just good to know that you're not the only person struggling with whatever it is you're struggling with. Uh, you know, sometimes just to know that, that, cause you know, I know sometimes it's easy to get in our own little world and say, wow, man, nobody's got, nobody's dealing with what I'm dealing with. But, uh, you know, you, you, I think you've proven the fact that, that, you know, somebody's dealing with something close to what they may not be the exact circumstances, but, uh, you know, maybe something, you know, that that's similar. Well, like, for instance, like we have a friend and I, I already talked to him about this and so he's okay with me putting it out there because it's on the podcast. It's it's out there in the world already. <laughs> uh, but this gentleman, Paul Akins, <clears throat> is a brother of ours. Um, the first time ever he ever talked about to anybody was on the podcast. And he was sexually abused by a priest from like the nine ages of nine to 18. But since he came on the podcast, now he's go out and he's starting to help people that are struggling with the same thing because he had the courage to come out and say that he was abused. Now he wants to help others that are abused. So that's the beautiful thing about people that were, you know, abused in one way or another. A lot of us are willing to tell our story to help other people, let them know that, you know, you're not the only one. Absolutely. That's so important, you know, and, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with this. Uh, Dave Jocelyn just uh, introduced me to some, some sites that I'm going to take some training. I'm going to try to get that assist certification, uh, that training for, you know, for a suicide intervention. Uh, and he's, he's done that. And he, he said the same, you know, sometimes it's just letting them know that they're not alone. Uh, and that's a God thing too. You know, uh, we're, we're supposed to let people know that we've got their back, even if we don't know them. Uh, because that's that's God's plan, right? We're supposed to treat each other uh, with love and respect. And and uh, you know, if you do a Bible study like I did, I went. I was taking a lot of seminary classes for a very long time. And um, man, you have to go out of your way to live outside of what God wants us to live. Uh, and how many of us do it, right? We go way out of our way. Uh, uh, to do that. Um, so let, let's get back on point here. Um, who was probably the most influential person in you starting to do what you're doing now? Was there like a person that, that helped you out or, uh, did you just see the need and jump on it? Uh, well, the way it is all started, the whole comeback coach thing started, um, when they were, because I got, I got ran over. I don't know if you, and if you're, if your listeners don't realize that um, if you can see me, I can't see you because I'm blind. Um, but when I got ran over by the Humvee and I lost my vision, they, it took me about a year, year and a half for them to transition me out. I think they call it like a warrior transition unit or something nowadays. But, you know, we would go down for drill on the weekends and instead of everybody, you know, always playing checkers or chess or, cards, whatever, I would bring books. And I kept, I started studying at, about social media and I kept hearing this guy named Gary V, Gary V, Gary V. So, I, you know, one day I, um, we were, me and my family, we were going to, I think Atlantic City for the weekend. And he was having a book signing at his father's liquor store. So we went, uh, I met Gary V, talked to him for a couple minutes 
gave him my hat, which is still hanging up in his office. And, uh, and that's when I, you know, started thinking, you know, maybe I should start, start a podcast. Maybe I should help a good way to help other people out. If, even if I don't have any money to do it, but at least this way it might start to help others. And that's when the whole, the book came about and that's when the comeback coach started and when the whole, you know, going on podcasts, having a podcast, doing all that stuff that started about two years, almost two years ago, I'd say. That's pretty awesome because uh, I've, I'm reading, well, I've read one of Gary V's books um, and I, uh, it just kind of captivated me, you know, he's just, and, and don't take a fist, but he's like a wiry New Yorker. Yeah, you know he just uh, and the one book if anybody's gonna ever pick up a book by Gary V, um, I I like the ones that's a, it's a little bit less known. It's called the Thank You Economy, and what I got out of it was if I promote my friends ten times more than I pro promote myself, I will never have to promote myself. So that's why if you see me, I'm always promoting other businesses. I'm always promoting other vets, and it's never about me. And in, in some ways, people start promoting me without me even promoting them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, there's like an 80 rule to that, right? Like if you promote other people 80%, uh, you know, and then the other part of whatever, uh, I think only I think only 10% is of you promoting yourself. The rest of it is supposed to be, uh, you know, other things and then promoting other businesses and it comes back to you, man, a thousand times over. Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand. You have too. And, you know, that's something that Robert Garcia, the warrior strategist, says. <clears throat> he's always talking about. He's always harping on, you know, that the 80-20 rule. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's a great – I mean, it works. It's legitimate. Mm -hmm. um, as so long, As long as you're it's being – you're being real. As long as you're you're not being that fake guy that's doing it just so you get your name out there, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and I, you know, JD and I don't talk that much, but I, I plug his company every single time that I get a chance to, uh, I was coming out of tractor supply the other day, picking up feed. Um, and this guy was sitting in one of those zero turn motors mowers. And I don't know why it struck me, but I'm like, well, I guess that's a good lawn chair as any. And he started laughing and I noticed his hat. He had a hat that had a patch on it. And I was like, hey, where'd you get that hat? And he's like, oh, well, this lady in Oklahoma makes them, you know. And I'm like, well, are you a vet? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, I, I know a vet in Corpus that makes them. He goes, really? And then he got up and came over and we started talking. We ended up, you know, at the back of my truck for 45 minutes uh, just shooting the breeze and, uh, you know, I gave him JD's information, you know, and he's, well, I'd like to get my hats done by him instead, you know? And so, uh, but that's also like, you know, it's a biblical principle, man. I mean, you're supposed to, it's not supposed to be about you. You yeah, know, I agree 100%. It's never, and I tell everybody, you know, like when I come on a podcast, you know, it's, or if I have somebody on the podcast, it's never about me. It's always about the audience and it's always about you. It's never about me. Absolutely. So uh, let's dig into the military side a little bit deeper here. Uh, let's talk about the uh, uh, Ryan Hunt, who is the Pando Commando. Uh, 
He's a really, he, really he, the shirt. So this is Ryan Hunt that I'm wearing. So nice. Uh, I've got his hat too. His hat says uh, "We the People," and I wear that one a lot. Um, he's putting together. He put together the Veterans Social Summit Social, which which happened a few months ago. Incredible event, super value. Uh, towards the end, he was just giving tickets away for anybody who wanted to to watch. Um, and so now, uh, and and it was ironic, and I hadn't I hadn't discussed this with you guys yet, but. Uh, you remember the guy, and we have a group, right? A messenger group that you started, uh, success. And I, I don't remember all I see is success all the time. So, uh, but that was our sponsors group for the podcast, right? And so, one day there was somebody in there, hey, have you guys seen this guy? He said he's gonna harm himself or whatever, he was in distress. And so, I looked at the guy's page, I reached out to him, I know other people did. We got a plan of action together. We got somebody that drove by the guy's house. We, you know, everybody kind of pulled the resources together and, and we moved, moved on it quickly. And then, uh, and then eventually the guy ended up uh, sending me a message, a personal message. And I spoke to him for a little while. I turned it over to Carrie because uh, Carrie Murray, Murray Beavers with, with uh, soldier girl coffee soon to be. Yep. Um, she, uh, does this quite a bit and she works with outfits that help that, you know, they can move on somebody's house. They can go do a health and welfare immediately, you know, in different areas. And so I turned it over to her, but the guy responded to me in the morning, you know, and so I spoke to him a little bit and uh, I didn't know, I've never done that before. Uh, I do know the scripture a little bit. And so what I told him is, man, you're, you're never alone. Uh, Obviously, because I've reached out to you, other people in the group have reached out to you. So you, I know for a fact that you're not alone. And then I quoted him Joshua 1 and 9, which is uh, Joshua. It, it says, uh, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goes. I said, and what that means is even when your friends and your family turn on you or they ignore you or they belittle your issues, your problems, whatever you're dealing with, there is one inexhaustible resource that will never, ever, ever not be there for you. Uh, and that's God. And so, uh, but that whole event, that situation made me realize, you know, uh, and Doc Jocelyn talks about it, you know, the 22 push-up thing is great. Uh, but what are you doing on day 23? What are you doing on day 24? Uh, and so Ryan Hunt and you and other people in the group, um, I told Doc that night that I wanted to do a roundtable because he's very knowledgeable in this in this field. And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, let me figure out how to do it. And then the next day, we were talking about it in the sponsors group about doing the veteran uh, health care. And I've actually contacted Doc and put him in touch with Ryan because I think I think Dave Doc Jocelyn's got an incredible uh, well, you know, experience and background to well, help. How, how that all came up. <laughs> Um, I did a video on um, my my life story, and uh, and of course you've seen it, so you know what was in it. Um, and I had to because because I'm visually impaired, I had to put it on um, YouTube, and then send it to Ryan. Well, when I put it on YouTube, all of a sudden it went viral, and then I had people saying, you know, 
maybe you should put together a, a, a mental health summit. And that's when I put it into the group. I'm like, why don't we just do it? And that's when it all became the t today I decide uh, mental health summit. And now it's kind of, it's just blowing up. We got like 12 speakers and sponsors. It's, it's, it's really doing things that I would have never thought to uh, that was going to happen. So uh, let's talk about that a little more because uh, that's really important for people listening, especially, you know, and not just so much people who are struggling, but people who want to, in my, in my discussion with Doc Jocelyn, the most important thing he told me was just because you bring up suicide, if you ask somebody, hey, are, are you thinking about harming yourself? You're not going to put the idea into their head. They've either already thought about it or they're not thinking about it. You know, it's not an option for them or they're, you know, but you're not going to make the situation worse if they're reaching out already. Now, granted, I'm I'm going to take the courses because I want to know, you know, what's the best thing to say and, and how do you really diffuse those situations. But uh, talk to me about what this is all going to involve and what our impact is going to be on on uh, on our brethren and our sisters. Well, uh, initially, it started out just being a mental health summit. And then me and Ryan and Annette and Tammy, uh, you guys, and if you guys don't know them, you need to know Annette, Tammy, Ryan. You need to know these people. Because um, Tammy, she helps people that are dealing with hoarding issues. Um, Annette, she helps deal with uh, all kind of mental health issues, uh, military sexual trauma, all that stuff. And we started talking about mental health summit. And then I put the idea out there, you know, if your mind ain't right, you know, your body's not right and your soul's probably not right. So if one is off, it throws the other two off. So we start, we just put our heads together and it's going to be, we're going to have three different things, four people talking about three different things. It's going to be the mind, the body, and then the soul. So it's going to be because a, a way to encompass the whole, the whole person. And then um, I started to think, cause I'm going to be the one that's closing. I'm the closing speaker. And I've been doing a lot of studying lately. Cause I, you know, I want to know what I'm talking about, you know, and I, it came upon a fact that I, I read uh, yesterday morning that worldwide, somebody commits suicide every five minutes. And, Ooh. 20% of suicides are from children between the ages of eight and 19. So that's what I figured it, we're going to invite people and it doesn't have to be them that are struggling. If any of their kids are struggling or anybody in their family is struggling, they can come to this event and it's free. Nobody's charging anything and it's virtual. So they can't say I can't make it. And so this way, if anybody, they may not be struggling with it themselves, but if their kids are struggling with depression or anything, they can watch this summit and maybe even have the kids in there watching the summit with them to, you know, just to start conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, man, that's incredible. I didn't know those statistics, man. That That's, uh, wow, that's some great research. Um, and I never would have thought that the children that young were dealing, you know, um, I mean, you hear some cases sometimes, but. Well, actually, uh, suicide for adolescents 
is up be, during this whole COVID, this whole COVID nineteen thing. So it's actually it's actually peaking very high because of depression and being inbound and not having their friends and stuff like that, and also getting bullied. So we're going to talk about bullying also. Yeah, that's 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 real. I mean, it's real as it gets. Um, so I want to take a, a second here and just I'm going to plug Brian Stacy. Uh, he's my coach. Uh, he's my trainer right now. Uh, I'm on a program. If you watched last last week's uh, uh, podcast or video podcast, episode six, um, he owns Tricon Fitness, and he does Garage Talk on YouTube. Uh, if you look up Tricon Fitness, uh, he's got this thing called Garage Talk, and one of the things that he talked about that just resonated with me is the fact that you know. If your body is not where it should be, you know, in a roundabout way, you're stealing from God because th this is a temple that God gave us. And so you either take care of it or you don't. And I have abused mine horribly for many, many years. Uh, and and I, I got healthy six or seven years ago. I was training for a triathlon. I was down to 228. I was wearing pants in a smaller size than I wore when I was a senior in high school. Uh, and then when, you know, I, I don't blame this all on dad, you know, leaving this world because God called him, but um, it's all me, right? I made a choice uh, to stop doing what I was doing. And anyway, coach Stacy, uh, last week I agreed to go on this program of his, it's 23 days. Uh, and then, uh, and he guaranteed, you know, He's pretty certain I'm going to lose at least 20 pounds. He thinks in my situation, it may be more, um, and I'm sticking to it. But when you said that about, you know, you really have to factor everything in. It's not just your mind and your heart, because if your body is suffering, uh, it can make the rest of your life miserable. And uh, and I know you know pain probably more than anybody, uh, having half your body crushed, but uh you know, I don't have that, but I do have issues. I have both. I've had surgery on one knee. My other knee's bone on bone. Uh, my back hurts a lot because I'm too fat. And, uh, you know, funny side note, my dad used to cuss all the time. Every other word was the F word. He cussed incessantly. I mean, he would make a sailor blush. And, uh, and he used to tell me that if I got any fatter, that my F and rear end wasn't going to fit through the GD door. And he meant it, you know, and so uh, I think that may have been part of the reason why I originally, you know, seven, eight years ago when I started working out, that was part of it uh, is that, but dad was my biggest cheerleader. He was my biggest supporter. Uh, he was my hero. And so when he left, I kind of took it, you know, I don't know if I got mad for a little while. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, but I, I just, a lot of things happened and I just quit taking care of myself. But, um, yeah, it's weird that you say that, man, because we, we do got to take care of all of us. We can't just take care of our mind uh, and our heart. You know, we do got to take care of our body. And I know that some of the research has shown that with depression and especially like, you know, Doc talks about the lockdown and the country talking about another lockdown. Uh, you know, those are veterans and our and people in general who suffer with depression. Uh, they're spiking right now with depression because. You've taken the one thing that they can do, you know, associate with other people, get out, and you've taken it away from them. 
And so, um, but also I got to put out there, you know, cause I yelled at my mother, uh, the other day cause she's, she had COVID and she's better now, but she's afraid to go out and she's isolating. But I told her, I said, Ma, if you have a smartphone, there is no reason for you to be isolated at all. You can reach out. You can talk to people from all over this globe. So if you feel isolated, that's your fault. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah, you know, there's, well, there's a way. Exactly. And, you know, that's why I tell everybody, you know, I hear people, you know, they can't get a great, a good education. They can't learn anything. Listen, if you got a smartphone and you can watch YouTube, you can learn anything you want in this world just by watching YouTube. <laughs> so your, your your excuses are null and void. I uh, I use YouTube a lot, man. I really do. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm a pretty decent mechanic. I've worked with my hands all my life. I'm a pretty decent welder uh, and a and a little bit of a fabricator. And so I can get through most situations, but man, I tell you what, when I get frustrated with stuff, boop, YouTube, yeah. let me see how to do this. Oh, okay. Here's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, you're right. You can definitely, uh, and, and like you were talking about reaching out to people, my daughter lives in New Zealand and it's killing my wife not to go to New Zealand because she goes every year to see the babies and she's going on excuse me, by the time she gets there, it's going to be probably three years before she's seen the baby. And so he's not a baby anymore. You know, he's five, six years old. And so uh, there, you can reach out to people. There, there is definitely, and there's always somebody willing to talk. So you're never alone people ever. Um, real quick, before I forget earlier today, I did a live uh, out in the trailer when I was roasting. And uh, one of the guys in the group, Jeff Hayden, um, you know, I talked about the COVID, how, you know, you, you can't fear so much that you don't, that you don't do anything that you just shelter yourself in a little box and hide because that, that's just not realistic. And, uh, and so, but you do have to be careful. You know, I understand it's like, tell me all the time, you know, God, if, if God wills it for me to die from COVID, I could live in a in a NASA built bubble where nothing gets in and nothing gets out. And I'm still going to get COVID and die from it. If that's how God wants me to go, that's how I'm going to go. Period. By the same token, he gives me free will. And that's why I don't, you know, play football with myself in the middle of the highway because I'm going to get run over. That's not God's will. That's my free will. And so just like with the COVID, I don't go running around licking doorknobs and handrails because I don't want to get it. Yeah. Um, so there is some part of free will that we have to be aware of. But anyway, earlier today, I was talking about that in my go live. And I was just talking about praying for people who have gotten it because it is definitely real. My wife, uh, she's an epidemiologist. She's a superhero in my book. Um, she does such a great service to this state and to the county. Uh, you know, trying to fight this and flatten this curve uh, as best as she can with her knowledge. Uh, and anyway, one of our brothers here, he ended up in the ER anyway, urgent care uh, last night. His name is Jeff Hayden. And I want you guys to uh, pray for him. Keep him in your prayers because uh, he is dealing with this. It's real. 
people are dying from this less it's it's it was one in a thousand people dying from it, but now it's even it's even those that ratio is even smaller it's less than a thousand people now it's probably like one in 800 and so that's just going to continue you know until we get to a point where it's not novel anymore and and everybody gets vaccinated and it helps and, and i don't care what people have they want to argue about all that stuff that's their business i i you know the military gives us a thousand vaccinations why because they know historically that they work and so uh before we go to different countries you know everybody gets different rounds of vaccinations for that particular reason but we're not going to get into that i don't have a say one way or the other um you know just do whatever your conscience tells you to do pray about it pray about it um so if somebody wants to uh be on your show let's say Let, let's talk about that for a little bit um what's on what's off limits what's not off limits uh how do you select people to be on your show and what do you talk about i have never turned anybody down that wants to be on the show put it that way um as long as they got a good story to tell you know i love to tell have different people on like last night i had a gentleman he his name is Tommy Tommy Walker, and he lives in the mountains of New Zealand. I mean, not I mean Australia. Oh, Austria. What the hell am I thinking? I don't even know what I'm. <laughs> he was in another country, and we. He just wanted to talk about his new book that came out about changing your mindset. So pretty much, I've had authors on, athletes, veterans. Um, I'm going to be having a. A clinical psychologist come on. I, I have anybody that wants to come on that has a good story to tell. As long as they, they know that we're going to go deep and no matter who, who comes on, we're getting deep. So I warn them ahead of time. I'm like, if you're not ready, uh, don't even come on. You know, but that that that's what makes your show unique, uh, Richard, is that you do go deep. And well, it's funny, like I, I uh, interviewed a gentleman. It'll be coming out soon. His name is Mr. Steve, Steve Sims. And he's like in seven, eight figure earner. And what I did is because I try if I have a person on the podcast, I'll go deep into their past. I'll actually talk to people that they've served with. I mean, I'll go deep, deep. And what happened was I listened to all this gentleman's all the interviews that he's done. And there's like hundreds of them. I listened to almost all of them. And I didn't touch on any question that anybody else ever asked them. My first question was, you know, what was what was it like being a 16-year-old kid, being a bricklayer, bricklayer and, and having your first girlfriend at the age of 16, that she's your wife today? And it, it blew him out of the water. He's like, how did you know that? Nobody ever asked me that question. So I'm the kind of guy that's going to ask you questions that you're not used to getting asked because everybody's asked them already. Yeah. I want to be different. You know, I want to be, so when people walk out of there, they'll be like, you know, I never knew that about JR, but I really love that about him. Yeah. I think that's, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I have decided uh, for this at least is not, not to, uh, not to try to script anything. I want, I want the show to go where it's going to go, you know, and even if I have like, you know, something in mind, cause I know you fairly well now uh, from our interview and just our interaction seems like daily, our interaction. 
and then uh, watching your other shows, you know, I, I, I had all kinds of stuff floating around in my head. Uh, but if I try to force that, you know, if I try to say, okay, Richard, we're going to talk about this, um, you know, it doesn't always, uh, I, I just don't, I don't want to put anyone in that situation uh, for one. Uh, and second is, is it just may not work. You know, sure. Whatever dynamic we have today could be different tomorrow. Well, you know, yeah. I believe like everybody that I've had on my show so far, I always tell them ahead of time, you know, listen, we're going to be friends after this. You know, I'm going to follow you on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, you're going to see me everywhere on your pages because now I want to build a relationship. You being on the podcast is just the beginning of the relationship. You know, everything is about, for me, is about building, building relationships and trust. Absolutely, man. That is so true. Because I know that, that once I came on your show, you and I have since, you know, interacted a whole lot more than we did before. Yeah. That's and, and all by plan. It's not by accident. Yeah. Well, and I tell you what, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I know that you've, you plug third day coffee Seguin all the time. I see your photos on your personal page and on your Instagram. On your well, you know what it is? Because, um, you really touched my heart when you sent me that written letter. I don't I didn't even care about the coffee. I didn't <laughs> care about the pennies, the two pennies that you sent. It was the written letter that made the whole difference to me. Yeah. You know, it's funny because somebody recently asked me, what are you going to do when it gets too big to do that? And I go, I'm going to make time. I'm going to hire somebody to do the bagging and the packing and the shipping. And I'm going to still write a letter. I'm still going to say something to that person that is personal. And I'm still going to sign every one of them because that's what's gotten me where I'm at. Uh, and, you know, I believe that that's part of building a relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. I want, I want people to buy my coffee. Do I think my coffee is better than most? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's different. It's definitely unique. Uh, and I've, I've sent free samples to a lot of people, um, who have given me positive feedback, but I think if you lose that personal touch, then it becomes, Hey, I, Richard, I don't really, I don't really care to talk to you. Just, uh, you know, click on my website, buy my coffee, send me your money, uh, and we'll, and we'll be done with it. And so I, you know, I think when you take the personal touch away, that's what happens. And, you know, like there's a friend of ours, he's in one of our groups. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name because that's not the way I am. You know, he was having a hard time in it, home with the wife and stuff like that. And I just reached out and um, I said, Hey bro, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, I haven't sent your product to you. I said, that's not what I asked. I asked how your family's doing because, you know, family first, business is last, you know, and it's, it's great when you can just, you know, like my DMS are crazy. Cause I'm always, Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, how, how, how's the family? How's your wife? How are the kids? It, it makes a difference the way people see you when they know who your family is, who your kids are. You know, that that relationship means everything, especially in the world of social media, people being unsocial in social media. Yeah, that, that, that's a no doubt, man. And, and people get so wound up with all the stuff that's going on 
in politics, in the world, everything else, that they forget um, some basic common courtesy and some basic ideas that, you know, all that stuff can come and go, you know, but what remains is the relationships that you build with people, your family. And your family, you and I both know, isn't always blood. Um, you know, I'm closer to some of my mil military brothers uh, than, than I've ever been to some of my, you know, cousins. Uh, and that's not because I, I don't, I'm not trying or whatever. It's just, it's just the nature of, you know, of how things are. I mean, like, it's amazing. Like, I forget, what was it? Uh, about a month or two ago, my, my daughter, oh yeah, by the way, thank you for the, uh, for buying uh, Girl Scout cookies. I uh, appreciate that. My <laughs> daughter loves that. But when I put out that my daughter was selling, um, cake i mean um candy and stuff it's like my my veteran brothers they just she likes hit her goal within like four hours i was like wow, <laughs> how incredible is that and there are people from like all over the country you know it's amazing well and that that's a reflection on the way you treat people richard it is i, I try you know i just try to be a light the light in, in you know in the darkness that's why years ago i used to post all kind of political stuff it's like, you know what, if you post a political thing on your Facebook page, either way, you're going to piss off 50% of the people. <laughs> so just don't do it. You know, yeah. like a friend of ours got banned for doing something for uh, something about the NRA on his page and Facebook started banning them. I'm like, just don't post stuff anymore. Just got to be, you know, if you can't talk about it in church, then don't talk about it on social media. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, uh, I'm not going to bad mouth, uh, the media that we use today for business. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I look at, at, at one point, Facebook was a personal page for me. It was a personal, you know, do I still post personal things? Yes, I do. But it's a platform for me to get my message out that God is first. God should always be first. And I got the best coffee this side of heaven. And to me, that's that's all that really needs to go up on social media. And I was one of those too, Richard. I was one of those man. I used to post all the stuff and piss everybody off. And and uh, my wife, I think, said it best when it finally sunk in. She said, "You know, the funny thing about your opinion, nobody cares about it but you." Mm -hmm. And she's right. Yeah. Nobody cares about my opinion. I do because it's my opinion, right? But nobody else cares. Nope. So. That's why I try to stay away from it as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, if you, you have to. Every day, I still, I still put a, a, a scripture every morning um, on my page. But, you know, other than that, I I have no problem talking about God at all. But for as yeah. far as the other crap, arguing and stuff, not doing it. You know, the funny thing is I have never once been censored for posting a scripture or posting a positive word of encouragement about God. Not one single time. I've never got any emails. I've never got any, you know, you're in jail, nothing. So uh, there's a lesson there too, you know, uh, stop being negative, stop being polarized and, and uh, love each other the way God intended us to love one another. Amen. So let me ask you, is there anything uh, that you would like to say to people uh, as far as your show goes? Um, is Rich Hoffman the only place we can catch it? 
No, uh, no, it's it's on uh, Google, it's on Alexa, it's on Amazon, it's on uh, iHeartRadio. I'm having problems getting it on Apple. I don't know why, but the show is called Success. Your Why powers your how, and um, I got about almost 200 episodes in right now. But um, if you guys want to hop on, let me know. We'll talk about it. Don't need no schedule links. Just message me. I'm simple like that. Um, but yeah, if you want to check it out, um, I have a guy that just yesterday we put his episode out. He was talking about physical fitness and getting in health, you know, getting healthy and talking about um, some supplements you can take for, to help with COVID-19 so you don't get it. So it has there's something for everybody on the podcast. It's not just veterans. Um, but if you're a business owner, you definitely want to check it out because we talk a lot about business, what to do and what not to do, especially on social media. Yeah. And, and that's so that's really sound advice, especially today. You have to be really careful. Uh, there's a lot of landmines that you can step on easily. And, and uh, well, not that, you know, there's like um, if I friend request you, you should not be seeing two seconds later. Hey, buddy, you want to buy my product? You're like, bro, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it's like you're trying to marry me before you even date me. You know yeah. I mean? No, I totally agree. So, and you know, there's, there's a ways to being social and there's ways to being unsocial. And by the way, if anybody wants me to have their, have me on their show, I'll go on anybody's show anytime. Well, I, I gotta tell you, man, I so appreciate you and I could talk for hours and hours here and people would go to sleep on us, but, uh, I, I just want to thank you so much. I, I encourage man, anybody who, uh, you know, who does podcasts, who wants to be, has a story that they'd like to tell, uh, you know, get a hold of Richard, richardkaufman.net. Uh, you can have a coach. I'm rocking it on clubhouse. Yeah. So if if you're not on clubhouse, uh, I, I went out and I'm not kidding. Uh, I went out and bought an iPhone for the sole purpose of, uh, getting on, Clubhouse and yeah, uh, Clubhouse is just like when Facebook was just beginning. So you want to hop on the train before it leaves the station. Yeah, I, I, and, and I really, you know, I've heard, and I, you know, we'll never know until they do it, but I've heard that, that Apple's gonna, you know, try to make a play in that market, you know, this particular market that we're on. Uh, we won't say it by name, but. Uh, if that's the case, then this may be the vehicle that gets you there. And so you're right. If you're, it's ground floor stuff. Yeah. And like I just started on TikTok because, you know, once I read that stat about, you know, there's so many people committing suicide between the ages of eight to 19, you know, getting on that platform and letting things be known, you know, and unfortunately, in the, if we're business people like Gary V says, you got to be where the attention is. And right now, TikTok and um, Clubhouse is where the attention's at. Yeah, and and if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it's all audio. Uh, it's not like Facebook; people aren't going to be pinging you uh, with, uh, you know, with. Yeah, there's no direct messaging. There's no emailing. You're not going to get any spam. So right. Yeah. And uh, and and I've I've sat in on a couple of uh, rooms already, uh, where you got some big heavy hitters like 
you know, Gary V like Grant Cardone, like, you know, uh, in our, in our world, Steve Kuhn, you know, these people are Titans in their industry and they're giving away knowledge and they're going all in. Yeah. Grant Cardone is all in. I yeah. Know. So, you know, him and Gary and Steven, you know, if they're going all in, there's something to it. Exactly right. And so these are guys who have made, uh, I, I think Grant's, are, he's a billionaire now, isn't he? He's in yep. the billions. Uh, and so for him to think that, they, in fact, I heard him speak today and just listening to him, you know, shoot a few uh, words out uh, is motivating. You're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get after this. And so. Yep. Uh, if you, if you've got an Apple device and you don't, it is by invite only. It's just like, I remember years ago, Gmail, uh, you had to be, it was when it was in beta, you had to have an invite. Well, uh, clubhouse is the same way. You have to have an invite. Uh, if you're in a zone of action, uh, Justin Charpentier is, is, you know, helping everybody make sure that everybody who, who wants one or needs one gets one. And you have to have an Apple device for right now. You have to have an iPhone, actually, and it has to be an iPhone 6 or better because you have to be able to have 13 uh, iOS 13.1 or better in order to load the program. That's that's how I found out because I have some old iPhones and they didn't work. And so I had to get a, a newer iPhone. I ended up getting a 7. Uh, and I downloaded the app and, and I'm loving it so far. But it it, it can be a time suck, I man. You got to have some wireless earbuds so you can put your earbuds in and walk away and keep doing what you were doing. So yeah, today, you gotta be disciplined because it does become addicted. Yeah, I was roasting coffee, and while I roast coffee, I usually go through my thing, my phone. And today, I was able to listen to some of the some of the rooms and the discussions that were going on. So um, again, brother, I, I can't thank you enough, man. I love you. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I have a lot of respect for you. You're the, you know, I got the idea of doing what I'm doing from watching you. Um, and so I look at you as a mentor in that respect. Uh, and uh, we're brothers in Christ. We're, we both wore the uniform and we're out uh, to help our veteran community uh, any way that we can. And guys, if you love coffee, that's the man. No, that's the man. That's the man. <laughs> that's the man. He makes some amazing coffee. I mean, when you opened that package, that just like, you get the aroma. It just attacks you. So if you love good, strong, tasty coffee, thirdcoffeesagin.com. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. It's funny. The mailman the other day asked me, do you live right here? And I said, yeah. He's like, you're the guy with the coffee. And I was like, yeah, I'm the guy with the coffee. He's like, man, every time I go by your mailbox and I pull out those packages when you're sending them off, man, I just want to like tear one open. <laughs> I said, don't do that. I'll give you some coffee. <laughs> there you so, go. Maybe you'll get your, your, your packages a little bit quicker. Right. Right. Well, listen, folks, I appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, this is episode seven. Uh, it's in the books. God, country, coffee. Uh, I, I had the extreme pleasure of interviewing my brother. Uh, my friend, Richard Kaufman, uh, the comeback coach. Uh, today I decide, look for the veteran. Uh, you'll see on all our social media, mine and his, uh, and Ryan Hunt's, Pando uh, Media. Uh, everybody that's in our little clique, our groups, you'll see us uh, pushing the veteran uh, healthcare uh, social summit that's coming in April, correct? Yep, and it's free all the time, and it's going to be virtual. 
so you don't have to worry about missing it. Outstanding. Again, I always tell you that I start with God. I end with God. Thank you, God, for everything that you've done for both of us, for for everything that you're doing in our lives. I I pray for our country. I pray for everyone who's been affected by this pandemic. I pray for for believers and non-believers alike. Uh, people treat treat one another the way God intended us to treat one another, with love and respect. Um, pray for one another. Do all these things. Come back and see us next week for episode eight. And until then, uh, I pray that God bless you beyond measure. Until then, God bless. Hang tight for a second, Richard, okay? Yep. See you next week on God Country Coffee. Love y'all. God bless. Goodbye.